and welcome to Revelation Within on the Go. I'm Heidi Bilesma Epperson, one of your hosts, and the owner and lead coach of the Revelation Within Ministry. And I'm Christina Motley, your other host, also a Revelation Within coach and Heidi's partner in all things Revelation Within. We are so excited to invite you to join us for this episode of Revelation Within on the so I glad that you're here today. Yeah. Did you have a good Thanksgiving if you're in the U.S.? <laughs> <laughs> hope you did. Hope you did. Mm-hmm. But we're going to talk today about something we hinted at in our pre-Thanksgiving Day podcast. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about the day after the holiday event and what we can do about the day after. Well, Last week's episode, we had all kinds of strategies for before during, and we mentioned a couple about last, but we were running out of time. So we thought we'd pick it up again. Here we go. Well, and we talked so much last time about how our participants at Revelation Within, they come to us after a holiday. They come and they say, the event went really, really well. And then the next day I completely lost it and lost it. made everything in sight, you know, did all the things I didn't want to do on the day of the event. So that's really why we want to make sure that we're here talking about this today. Exactly. So where shall we begin? (laughs) We call it look and learn. And here's the thing. In the old days of Thin Within, it was called observation and correction. If you want to call it that, that's fine. But (laughs) you're looking at old materials, Thin Within book and the Hunger Within book, you'll see it called observation and correction. And since probably three or four years ago, we've called it look and learn. I think that helps. I don't know. It helps me. (laughs) It helps me. The word correction is kind of hard for me. It it feels condemning in some ways. I like look and learn. It feels like, you know what, let's just go for it. It feels like something that's more doable for me. And what I love about look and learn and more observation and correction, whatever, we're going to call it look and learn. What I love about it is, and why we call it a mind renewal tool is it because it takes something that historically many of us have had a problem with and that's Mm -hmm. failure (laughs) and stands it on its head and helps me to see it as something God can teach me through. It doesn't intentionally go into failure. But if I do, and I am human, so I will fail, slip, slide, stumble, fall, whatever we want to call it, look and learn helps me to think God's thoughts about my mess ups, about my failures, about my sin even, which is really a cool thing. Yes. I mean, isn't it amazing? I feel like so, so many years I had nowhere to go with my failure. I was just kind of sitting in it. Like, what am I going to do with this? The shame and guilt. Oh my gosh. And then here it is again, but there's actually something that we can do a process with the Lord that brings life, that brings joy, that brings peace. And it turns your mess up into a victory, which I love that. I do too. So hopeful and encouraging. So how do we know that we need a time of look and learn? (laughs) You probably know it, but you know, if you come home from uh, an event and you had a victory, maybe at that event, that's awesome. But now you have a real urge to eat and maybe you've given into that urge. That's an indication you might need to look and learn. What else? Well, just coming home feeling absolutely emotionally 
bulldoze. And maybe <laughs> things didn't go so well emotionally at that event. Maybe that really difficult person, maybe that didn't go well at all, you know, or maybe now it's almost like that opened Pandora's box or whatever. <laughs> and now it's like, you can't stop the tears or you're really upset and angry. angry I mean, there's yeah. any, any number of things. And of course, all of these can lead us to food or some other kind of counterfeit comfort. Right. The ones we've talked about in the past. Right. Another good indication that you might need a look and learn session with the Lord is a sense of hopelessness. Like I can't believe it. I renewed my mind. I did all that. And here I am anyway. I was intentional. I made a point for two weeks before the event and I still I just can't do this. I just can't do this. I'll never get it right. If you have said any of those things to yourself, then it's a great time for a look and learn. In fact, there's a lot of hope in the fact that we're going to be talking about that. And you want to latch onto that. (laughs) Yes. Well, and just, you know, adding on to that hopelessness is the lies that come in when we feel that way. Lies from the enemy, lies from what we believed in the past. Oh, Christina, you're never going to get this right. Look at you. You blew it again. You are such a failure on and on and on. I used to tell myself all of those awful lies when those start coming in. Yeah, we definitely need to stop it right there. (laughs) Stop it right there. And this is why so much of what we do at Revelation Within talks to mindset and mind renewal and thinking differently, thinking with the mind of Christ, thinking God's thoughts after him is because so much of what we do, what we choose to do with our behavior, Mm -hmm. like overeating or over anything (laughs) is rooted in our self-talk, what we believe. And so we want to overhaul our self-talk, including the day after an event or an hour after an event that we've had. You definitely need to look and learn time with the Lord if you're experiencing shame and guilt, Mm -hmm. because those are not from the Lord. Shame is not from the, the Lord at all. It's from the enemy, really. From the enemy. Right. And then of course, regret. You know, you feel like, oh, I wish I had made a different choice. I wish I had done that better. We can get so stuck in regret. It's like trying to walk through molasses or something. We're just stuck in it and it feels heavy. We do not want to be stuck there. There is so much hope in the Lord and he just loves us. He just (laughs) wants us to come to him and talk with him about everything. He responds every time with compassion and love for us and patience. That's who he is. He can't be anything else. While you were saying that, Christina, my mind went back to last night, I was leading the Bible study I lead in person for my church ladies. And one of them said, and this was so cool. She's not even a part of our church or anything like that. She's a friend of somebody who comes and she said, you know, God said he wanted me to get something. And so he said to me, I delight in you. And I'm like, yes, exactly. (laughs) I think that's the first time she's ever heard anything like that. And that's Mm -hmm. straight out of scripture. God delights over us. Really? Does God delight over me? Even when I'm soaked in shame and sitting around full of regret and hopelessness? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So when we feel all of those sorts of things or any of those sorts of things, before we just kind of move on and do our look and learn, we want to remember Mm -hmm. that condemnation isn't from God. Romans 8, 1 tells us there is no condemnation in Christ. No matter how far we may think we have fallen, there is no condemnation in Christ. We can't Mm -hmm. 
outfall or out sin, the love of God, there is no condemnation in Christ. Mm-hmm. Yes. Romans 5, 8, God demonstrated his love for us in this while we were still sinners. He died for us. He I love that us. because it was before I ever had a Godward thought before yes. he ever intended to be an awesome, peaceful eater who doesn't overeat and all of that. Before you mm-hmm. ever did that, God decided to give Jesus for you. Mm-hmm. I love that. And John three seventeen, you know, three sixteen is super popular that, you know, we know that God loves us so much, but 317 tells us the converse of that. I mean, he loves us so much. And so he sent his son into the world, not to condemn the world, Mm -hmm. not to condemn you for your Mm -hmm. holiday eating, but that the world might be saved through him. And I love that there's nothing that we can do that can separate us from his love. I mean, there's nothing. His love is not dependent on what we do or don't do. And we we have to remember that and tell ourselves that truth again and again, especially when we are feeling overtaken by failure. Ephesians 1, 4, for he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. We're chosen. We're holy and blameless. We're set apart. That is so, so beautiful and so important for us to remember and renew our minds about. And again, the thing I love about this verse is that he chose us before the creation of the world to Mm -hmm. be holy and blameless. So he chose you. He chose me before we ever behaved ourselves, before our performance was on display. Right. It's amazing. And so many reasons to love God even more. And then second Corinthians 521. Oh my goodness. <laughs> God made him Jesus who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him, we might become the righteousness of God. Mm. Oh, mind blown. Yes, mind blown. <laughs> And so really, before we do anything, we want to remember that everything that's really, really important is still in place. God is still God. We are still his and we are not condemned by him. We are loved by him with a relentless love. Those things are still in place, even though you ate too much, or even though this happened, or even though you failed in this area, everything important is still in place. Right. I love that. That's so true. So to start this process of look and learn the day after the hour, after the week, after whenever you're doing it, Mm -hmm. hopefully the sooner, the better. You could even look back though on last year Mm -hmm. and look and learn about last Christmas for this Christmas, you know, invite God Mm -hmm. in. So we're going to do that. We're going to welcome him in. And that can be as simple as God. I'm not going to run from you this time. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to put my head in the sand this time. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to turn myself off. I'm not going to veg out. I'm not going to shut down. I'm not going to go into that shutdown mode that we all know so well, where we just start binge watching a show because we don't want to deal with whatever life is asking us to deal with. Mm -hmm. So we're going to avoid that tendency to run from him and say, okay, I'm here. What shall we do with this? And then we're just going to ask him, Lord, help me to see, give me eyes to see this and a heart that's open what happened? Let's just talk about it. Let's be just open and honest. Invite God into the mess. What happened that didn't please my heart? What happened, Lord, that didn't please your heart? What didn't work so well and why? 
Show me, show me what it was. This is where we have to be courageous. We have to be bold. God says he's given us everything we need for life and godliness. So that means he will give us the courage to look headlong into our mess up, into our failure, into our slip, stumble, slide, fall, failure, sin, whatever we're calling it. Mm -hmm. He will give us what we need to face it because facing it is what we need to do in order to learn from it. The only true failure, you've heard me say it before, is Mm -hmm. the failure that I failed to learn from. Mm -hmm. We can live this holiday season without regret, not because we've been perfect with our eating or going to counterfeit comforts. We're not doing that. Mm -hmm. It's impossible to be perfect. Mm -hmm. But if we are perfectly imperfect, we can experience no regrets. That just means that when I do slip, slide, stumble, or fall, or fail, I go to him. That's being perfectly imperfect because Mm -hmm. my imperfections are there. That's going to happen. Yeah. What I do with them can redeem it. He is going to redeem it for me. And that's what we're going to head into as we look and learn. For me, that's such a relief, actually. It's a relief to know that when I mess up, because I know I will, I'm not planning to, but I know that I will. What a relief it is to know that I can go to God and I can figure this out with him and he will give me his insights and he will give me his wisdom in a loving way way. And I've done this now so many times. I mean, (laughs) practically every day, to be honest with you, is when I look and learn. I've done it so many times that I know God is consistent. That love is consistent. He will meet us there. So what a relief to know I'm going to fail, but it's going to be okay. I'm going to learn from it and I'm going to be able to move on with the Lord. That's a huge relief to me. It is. And we want to urge you just be sure (laughs) No matter how many years of Bible study or church attendance or how long you've been a Christian, be sure that you ask him to Mm -hmm. show you what you need to know. Because, I mean, it's like Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says that we're to trust in the Lord with all our hearts and lean not on our own understanding. Mm -hmm. In all our ways, including our mess ups, we are to acknowledge him and he will make our way straight. He Mm -hmm. will show us the path we need so that next time, if all things are equal, we can be victorious. Jeremiah 33, three says, call to me. That's the Lord saying, call to me, my child, mm-hmm. call to me and <laughs> I will tell you great mm-hmm. and unsearchable things you do not know. I don't mm-hmm. know about you, but I want that kind of wisdom yes. instead of just my own wisdom, Yes, figuring out how to experience victory the next time. Now we have his phone number, Jeremiah 33.3. Call to me. We know we've got the number. We welcome you to just sit with the Lord and listen. And this is not a skill many of us have. We're Mm. not used to being still. Yes. And we're not used to listening for the Lord. Mm -hmm. Does he speak to us audibly? Not most of us. (laughs) So Christina, how do you sense God's voice to you or what his will is regarding, let's keep it in the context of lurk and learn. What does that look like or sound like, or feel like, how do you know something is from God or not just your own imagination? Oh, that's such a good question. I I think it starts with me pouring out my heart to him. That's where I always begin, whether it's in a journal or maybe I'm driving in the car or taking a walk, or maybe it's at home. If I can find a quiet time at home in the bathtub, maybe 
<laughs> um, yes, yeah. that's that's a good place for look and learn. So it usually begins with me talking, not listening. I usually start and I pour out my heart and I tell him, this is how I'm feeling. This is what happened. Lord, this and this and this and then this. And I tell him the whole story. And he's, he's a good listener. He's very patient <laughs> and he waits for me to get to the end. So I've talked it all out. And then I ask him and I just say, Lord, help me with this. Show me your wisdom. My wisdom would look like something like this. Well, just don't do that again. <laughs> my wisdom is shallow. My wisdom. And all or nothing. Yes. That's how my wisdom is. My insights are teeny tiny compared to God's. Then I'm quiet before him. And I do have a hard time being quiet. So sometimes I will listen to a favorite worship song and then um, have the quiet come after that. Or sometimes I'll do breath prayers where I am breathing with scripture. And then I will let the quiet come after that. And then if I need to do that again, I will, if my mind is filling up with distracting thoughts, or sometimes I will ask him again, speak to me, Lord, help me to see. Then I will listen. Sometimes God doesn't give me those insights and wisdom right away. Sometimes he just says, wait on me and I'll, I'll talk to you about this when you need it. It might be tomorrow. It might be in an hour. It might be next week or next month. And that's okay too, because I know that his timing is best and he's going to show me. But in the moment, these are the things that I always sense from him. I always sense peace. Mm-hmm. When I go to him and I always sense his, what's the word? Um, coziness. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's not quite what I was going for, but it kind of is because I, I sense that I'm okay being there with him, mm-hmm. his acceptance. It feels cozy. Like I'm a little girl on my dad's lap. Yeah, You know, it's good. It's a good place to be with him. It's a good place. Sometimes if I'm having a hard time hearing from him, I will start thanking him for things. I'll go into gratitude and then have a time of quiet after that, or read scripture and have a quiet time after that. So those are some of the things that help me enter into that stillness. And then I'm going to come back to it, but God will often give me thoughts ideas, all of a sudden something will come to mind. And it's like, oh my gosh, no wonder I was so upset by that. What that person said at the event. I mean, no wonder because really, well, this and this and this, and he will give me that insight so I can trust him, whether it's in the moment or it comes the next day or the next week, I can trust him. He's taking care of it. He's redeeming it. I'm safe with him. Mm, That's beautiful. And I would add to that, that sheet that who I am in Christ sheet that we Mm, mentioned last week, I would say, get that out before you allow your failure to define you. And hopefully you won't and allow those truths from scripture to define you say them out loud. I am. So I'm going to give that URL again to those Mm -hmm. of you that may not have gotten it yet. It's team life is good dot com forward slash identity. And they're just wonderful, life-giving Bible, scriptural truths about who God says you are. And certainly the list could have been much longer. We Mm -hmm. took basically a few from the resources Mm -hmm. we had. And you might even want to use that in your time with the Lord looking and learning. And certainly if you've used that list at all, some of those truths might 
be in your heart by memory. And mm-hmm. that's great. You can do a look and learn mm-hmm. without a journal open, without your Bible open. You can be, mm-hmm. you know, running errands or cleaning your house or whatever, but do not let the mess up define you because I think that's an affront to God. He's like, yes. wait a minute. I <laughs> sent Christ to the cross so that you wouldn't be defined by your own performance. Let my son define you. And he says, you are more than a conqueror. He says that you Mm. are precious in his sight. You are a part of a royal priesthood, a holy nation, Mm. et cetera, et cetera. Yes. Oh, I love that, Heidi. I'm going to throw out one more thing. I'm going to share one more thing. Just a few weeks ago, I was really struggling with something and I was so tired and my whole body was tense. You know how it is when you can feel all those things physically. And I laid down and I started to pour things out to the Lord in an attempt to look and learn and ask him for his insight. And I fell asleep. That was his answer. So much of what I needed at that time was rest. You know, we overlook rest. We overlook it a lot, especially in this country for some reason, rest. And then when I woke up, my body was calm and I was able to hear him and Mm. I was able to be so much more open to his wisdom. And it was such a better place to be than before I had napped. And I just love that he knew that I needed that. He made my body, you know, he knows, he knows what we need. You know, that reminds me of the story of Elijah when he was showing his stuff to the prophets of Baal and God came and consumed the offering, even though there was a ton of water all over it, but the prophets of Baal got nothing from their God, quote, Mm. little G God. And then Elijah got depressed. He ran out Mm. into the wilderness, Mm -hmm. laid down under a tree and (laughs) wanted to die. And certainly that's a great look and learn opportunity. <laughs> Even without looking and learning, though, God provided rest, mm-hmm. provided a meal, provided mm-hmm. food, and then God and him had some conversation. Yes. And so I love that. <laughs> sometimes it's really basic, isn't it? Yes, sometimes it is. Yep. Yeah. Sometimes it's just, just rest, emotional rest, physical rest. Yeah. We just need that too. God knows. Well, and here's the thing. Sometimes when I look at the environment that I was in at the time that I slipped, stumbled, fell, or failed, I can see that I was not setting myself up for victory. It might be that I, and I've been preparing for my visit to my sister this way too, by looking at how can I prepare myself for victory? Okay. Her bed is the hardest bed. This mattress company known for its hard bed sells. It is the hardest. And I'm a princess in the pea girl. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Yeah. And so, I mean, I have a, a, a sleep number bed set on 20. That tells you something <laughs> the sleep number beds. And so I right away, I know if I'm going to be at my best when I'm with my sister, I need to take my little foam topper, my own mm-hmm. set of sheets mm-hmm. and put that, even though she's so proud to share her really hard bed with me, oh. <laughs> she's not in there at the same time. She sleeps on a different, on the futon, which is almost as hard. Oh, futons anyway, are very hard. So, so sometimes you have to, think ahead. Like, and this is how God looked and learned with me about previous visits to my sister, Mm -hmm. because I know when I'm in pain from on a really hard bed, then I'm weaker. I'm much weaker to resist temptation because I just want to feel better. So sometimes it's as simple as taking care of our needs. God might say, well, who could you 
call to help you be accountable. He mm-hmm. might lay on your heart. That person isn't a safe person for you. Maybe you shouldn't eat when you're with her or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he will give you that mm-hmm. wisdom, but it might be sometimes a real practical answer and not an all or nothing, like just get it all out of the house or whatever. He's not really all or nothing about his solutions very often. I was talking with someone the other day who has had this kind of roadblock for years and years and years in her journey and just couldn't figure out where it came from. It just was really stuck. And I know that many of us feel that way. And we go to the Lord um, in an attempt to look and learn again and again. And it's like, where is this coming from? Sometimes it helps just to talk with someone else about it. And then that other person can say, you know, did you notice that this is happening? Or did you notice that this is kind of a theme from your childhood or from your past? Those kinds of things. Wow. I mean, those are the things that break those strongholds in our life. She was able to see some of those things in her past, renew her mind, and she's free from that now. She's able to move on. It's amazing. I'm so grateful. God is so good. He wants us to be free. He wants us to come to him and say, help me with this, God, let's do it together. He wants that. He waits for us. One of the reasons why one of our mind tools is the God list and praise fest is because we have so many erroneous ideas about who God is and what he's like and what he does for people. Mm -hmm. And what you have just described is a loving God who is nothing maybe like my earthly father was Mm. or is for those that have fathers living still. He's nothing like the authoritative and rude boss that I've had. Mm. He's nothing Mm -hmm. like that. So we encourage people to get to know God fresh, to start from scratch Mm. if you need to and Mm. go into the Psalms and write down, how does God disclose his character? What does he say about himself? And then you will be more likely to hear from him in ways that are accurate. You'll believe that you'll hear from him because you see that he loves you. You'll see Mm -hmm. that he is for you. He is for you. He's not an enemy. And Mm -hmm. I just love that about him. Some people that we've interacted with, they say, well, I don't hear God like that. Mm -hmm. I don't hear him answering me. Mm -hmm. What would you say to somebody who said that, Christina? You know, there are so many ways that God speaks to us. And one of the ways that I know that it's him is when there are a lot of different things pointing in the same direction. For example, you know, maybe he's talking to me about love and acceptance, or maybe there's something, something that I need to know or something he's trying to teach me. And all of a sudden that theme comes up in a sermon that I hear, or that theme also comes up in a song that, you know, I just flipped on the radio on the way to take my daughter to school. And that song is talking about the very same thing. And then I open my devotion and it's there as well. And then I talk to a friend and all of that is affirmed by her. That's one way that I know God is trying to get my attention and he's going to bring me all these different ways. That's one of the answers. The other answer that I know this is true for me is go to the word If God seems very silent to you, which sometimes he seems to me, he's Mm -hmm. not distant, but he might be very silent. We know that he's close at all times. So if I need to hear God's own words, I can just go to the Bible and I can read his very own words. I can look 
at the way that he spoke and interacted with people. Jesus, when he was here, certainly in the New Testament, I can hear God speak. And those words are there because they're there for me too. And they're there for you. They're there for all of us for all time. That's why I mentioned that sometimes I have such a hard time with stillness. So I might read God's own words first and then enter into a time of stillness and listening after I hear God's own words, after I've read them from the Bible. That's beautiful. Speaking of hearing from God, I know that the look and learn time that I have had with him when I have listened for him versus when I have just used my best wisdom, mm-hmm. very different. In fact, <laughs> there's a couple of really big ones that God has given me as a look and learn, to be honest with you. Yeah. It's like, okay. This is here so that you can learn that you need me to tell you how to look and learn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For instance, there was an an incident, um, well, not even an incident, it was a habit I had developed. And God, I thought I was asking him, but I built up this truth list that was kind of harsh. I saw it afterwards mm-hmm. and I'm like, this isn't working. I'm still not, I'm mm-hmm. using my truth list. I'm praying for help. And, but it wasn't making a difference. Mm. And then I went back to him again and said, okay, Lord, did I miss something from you? Because I know your solutions work. And that's when he said, that wasn't from me. <laughs> you did <just laughs> your own wisdom. So yeah. what is from me is this. And the insight that he gave me as to what had been going on mm-hmm. was nowhere near what I would have come up with. It was so profound. And so it was, it was life-changing to hear from him about that. It just blew my mind. That's mm-hmm. happened a number of times when I have recognized, okay, I just had inserted my own wisdom here. And what I really need is to wait on yours, Lord. And he mm-hmm. always comes up with strategies that work. He does. I, I think I know what that story is. And I, I love that yeah, story. <laughs> I do. So I think one of the things that helps me is to remember there's no need to run from that, from the struggle, from going to God, from looking and learning. There's no need to run from it or put it off or hesitate. What we want to do is run into it. (laughs) Yes, you're right. We want to run into it because God has wisdom for us that will change our lives going forward. It really will. Maybe in small ways, maybe in huge ways. And we don't know. And we don't know how it's all connected. God does. So rather than saying, oh, I don't want to go to God with this again. It's been like the hundred and millionth time. But he says, come to me. Don't hesitate. In fact, run into my arms. I have so much that is good for you. And I want healing in your life. I want to heal you. Yeah. So that helps me. It's like, okay, run, run, run to the Lord. Let's deal with this right now to to him. him. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I think as we do this, we begin to see that, huh, that really wasn't so bad. In fact, it was pretty good. Yes. You know, all (laughs) the years that we ran from God, it's like we think of him as the disapproving Mm. parent or something. We want to hide our sin from. We know with our intellect, we can't hide from him. But yet, I mean, think of it. It's been this way since the 
Garden of Eden where Adam and Eve hid from the Lord and then they blamed each other and the snake for all their troubles. Right, like, right. No, 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 no. That was God the first time. <laughs> he doesn't want us to run from him. He wants us to run to him. Mm-hmm. He has the answer. Jeremiah 33, three, call to me and I will tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. I love, <laughs> love, love that. Um, so Christina, you. as we kind of wrap things up, what are some of the things that God has told you in a look and learn? Now, it doesn't mean that this is going to be one size fits all for everybody, but what is kind of unique, even if it's just one strategy or one solution that God has given you during your times of look and learn, can you share any of that with us? Well, this is one, one that I feel like I've been working on lately with the Lord. It's kind of an ongoing look and learn, (laughs) and that's kind of how to manage my time so that I have these kind of open spaces. Some people call it margin. I like to call them joyfully open spaces because if I don't plan those in, whether it's 10 minutes, 20 minutes, I'm just going to kind of rip snort through my day. Um, And it's like, there's never any space to meet with the Lord, to rest, to just kind of have a minute to think, you know what I mean? Those, Mm -hmm. if I don't plan that into my day, it's not going to happen. And all of a sudden the day is gone and I've missed opportunities where God has been showing me things or maybe I just needed to sit with him, just to be with him. So that's a big one. I feel like he's challenging me as far as leave some open spaces in your day, Christina. Let's actually plan them so that you can come to me, so that you can rest, so that you can maybe have some joyful movement, some gentle stretches, so that you can have an opportunity to hear my voice. Listen to a worship piece. How about sing to me or dance in your living room for five minutes to worship music? Leave some spaces open in the busyness of your life. That's Mm -hmm. been a huge one for me lately. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Some of the things that God has taught me to do or shown me in different look and learn opportunities has been as simple as use a truth list next time before that event. That's where some of the things we've shared in previous podcasts has actually come from. It's been a look and learn. He's also shown me that my tendency to be all or nothing can get in the way of hearing his look and learn strategies. So it's really rare that God will tell me, get rid of all of the blank in the house Mm -hmm. so that you won't be tempted to eat it or whatever it might be. Mm So I find sometimes he will give me a sense of a modified boundary he wants me to use. I remember one example of that was when I was loving my thin within boundaries of zero and five, eat when you're hungry, stop when you're not, and you can have whatever you choose. I was eating Oreo milkshakes I would make at home every time I was hungry. <laughs> and I was feeling like garbage, but I, my taste buds were sure liking it. <laughs> well, <laughs> he kind of challenged me on that. And so he gave me a modified boundary. No Oreos and vanilla ice cream or milkshakes, whatever you want to call it, whatever concoction you take it in, were not off limits, mm-hmm. but he wanted me not to have it in the house and to have mm-hmm. it only when I was out for a meal with somebody else so that I could have it more in moderation. Mm-hmm. And that's wisdom. It's like, I would have been an all or nothing. Can never have another Oreo milkshake ever again. Right, ever, ever again. 
No, but that's not the way he, he's so gentle and so loving. Yeah. And so I find that his boundaries for us are often gentler than that. They're more modified. It might be for some of my clients over the years who have struggled with having too much alcohol, you mm-hmm. know, every night they were drinking half a bottle with their husbands. Okay. Well, maybe maybe a modified boundary includes only one night a week of having a bottle of wine and having it with a meal instead of in front of the TV. I mean, I don't know that. Yeah. So for them that yeah. worked really well because mm-hmm. all or nothing is where we tend to go. Cause then I know if I'm being a hundred percent perfect or hundred percent failure, and mm-hmm. that's just not the standard, right. you know, it has a yes. lot to share with us about how to negotiate this life with joy. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's about. I love that, Heidi. (laughs) Modified boundaries are wonderful. So we've talked so much about gratitude in Revelation Within in the last few months. We did a whole month of gratitude in August, and we learned so much about why gratitude is important. And of course, the first place where we hear about gratitude is in the word of God. And he tells us to thank him all the time. This can be a look and learn as well. Because gratitude really does change my moments, my life, my decisions, the way I interact with people. It really, really does. And just recently, we were talking about how gratitude actually gives you that same dopamine, kind of a little high than having that sweet food or, you know, other things like that. So that is a look and learn for me. I know that when I'm struggling with an issue, or maybe I'm just feeling downhearted. Maybe my body doesn't feel well. There's all any number of things that might be challenging me. If I go to gratitude and I start thanking God for things right around me, just right here, it changes my heart. It turns yes. my heart toward the Lord. It reminds yes. me who he is and that he's so much bigger than anything mm-hmm. that I'm dealing with. That's a huge look and learn for me. I want that be- to become a natural pattern in my life that when I am downhearted, I go to gratitude. I go to the Lord and start thanking him for everything I can think of. We have lots of mind renewal tools that are based on gratitude and will lead us toward that. And of course, gratitude toward the Lord, that's the key, giving him the thanks and the praise. It turns our hearts. It calms our bodies down. It gives us peace in the moment. Yeah. And if you are interested in learning more about renewing your mind, which these are all strategies for mind renewal. I mean, we have some practical ones that have to do with food and eating and all of that, but it's what we believe about food and eating that makes such a difference in the way we choose to act. Anyway, join us at revwithin.team if you want to get support around your mind renewal journey so that mm-hmm. you can live free of those counterfeit comforts that cause you distress, that cause mm-hmm. you to feel so disappointed. I love that we've talked about uh, some of what can come of our look and learns with the Lord after yes. a slip, stumble, slide, fall, failure, sin, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. And that we can look forward with the Lord to Mm -hmm. victory the next time things are equal. You know what? The Bible calls this confession and repentance. Yes. (laughs) I love that. I love that. Well, and sanctification. Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. Step by step. 
Yeah, it is a process. Mm -hmm. So anyway, we're glad you joined us today and hope you'll come on over to revwithin.team. We'd love to have you there. We would. We'd love to see you there. Come and join us. And we'd love to see you on our next episode of Revelation Within on On the... the...